What's going on, everybody? It's Coach Mark here with Coach Chris. Hey. And you're listening to the Triumph Nutrition Podcast. And today we are talking about fats. So, again, if you missed the last two episodes, carbohydrates, proteins, and now the last macronutrient, fats. Mm. Mr. Lomo, how are you, sir? I'm good. I've uh, had a good, great week so far, actually, here. Been super busy, super productive. Uh, how have you been? Same. Yeah, just, uh, you know, new baby at home, so just ups mm-hmm. and downs with the sleep with um, that one. Definitely kudos to my wife for stepping up and taking the brunt of that, pretty much all of it. Yeah, but still, um, you know, it's just, just kind of getting used to the new normal, um, which is probably the most overused <laughs> phrase lately. Sure. I almost cringe saying yeah. it. But, yeah, man. Um Third week in a row, getting up at 4 a.m. And, and working out in the morning and hitting some two-a-days, and I'm seeing some progress with what my goals are, so it's always cool, and the main catalyst in that is obviously doing it, but also nutrition. Yep. That's been on point, and uh, I'm, I'm right now about 3,500 calories um, nice. a day, and uh, yes, I know, I can hear the, hear, hear the hate mail yeah, coming, haters. but... It's 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 not easy um, if you're trying to be as clean as as possible. Um, so yeah. Anyway, getting into fats. Do you have a favorite? Ooh, favorite fat. Kind of depends. What animal fats? Probably my favorite fat. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be Just, 100% honest. Yeah. Um, you know, we use we we are fortunate enough to have um, grass-fed beef, um, that kind of thing. Really, really clean, high-quality meat. So a lot of times after we're done cooking, I'll actually save that and use it mm-hmm. to kind of grease the pans for the next couple meals, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what we're, you know, what kind of fat um, we've got. Mm-hmm. But if I'm using it for cooking, usually coconut, coconut oil or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Some of that yeah. mono, mono uh, saturated fat and that kind of thing. Yeah. Trying to avoid the hydrogenated process. Yeah. Just um, deep fryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so when we look at fats in general, they're going to support a lot of function in the body, including the brain and your joints, and they're going to provide energy. And um, body fat also provides warmth. So the people that are kind of skin and bones um, typically probably need a blanket. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, night. yeah. You know, lower body uh, fat percent, you're definitely going to be significantly cold. Right. But it's also some, you know, when you look at, we just had the CrossFit Games. Um, I know there's been a couple comments before when athletes show up and and uh, people will say, wow, that, that um, you know, guy or girl is too lean. You know, you don't really want to be at the CrossFit Games and walking around at 2 to 3% body fat. Yeah, um, which is counterintuitive yes. for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so maybe expand upon that a little bit, Chris. Um, so there's, there's actually a great video I saw yesterday. It was... Um, they were talking to world's strongest men competitors. They're like, well, if you're so strong, how come you don't have abs? Mm-hmm. And his, he kind of chuckled and he was like, abs aren't a sign of strength. It's a sign that you're not eating enough. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and it's a joke, but it's also kind of true. You know, your abs are going to show when you are generally in a caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. Generally. Now, there are people out there Genetics. Yeah. who are genetically, you know, a little more predisposed disposed to having um, revealed abdominals. But um, you're generally going to be pretty lean. You're talking probably under 10% for most people um, mm-hmm. to be there. 
And, you know, I think we've got a member or two who's in that like five to six percent body fat range. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they feel good, but they also don't feel good because mm -hmm. they're in that deficit for a long time. Right. Um, when you get really high caliber athletes, they're not these crazy, super lean individuals. They're incredibly muscular, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, Michael Phelps, pretty low body fat percent, mm -hmm. but probably pretty comfortable. He's also mm -hmm. eating like 7,600 yeah, calories a day, it's something crazy. ridiculous. Um, but when you look at bodybuilders, they kind of flex between, you know, their diets and stuff like that. But for the general population, having a small deficit or even main, being at maintenance for long periods of time um, will kind of get those abs to pop, mm -hmm. you know, without, you know, oh, I got to do a million crunches, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been someone who struggled to have abs kind of showing so i have to go into a little bit of a deficit for that to happen uh, but fats fats can aid that more than hurt that if you're eating the right kind mm. so yeah absolutely yeah i think uh fats are kind of one of the sneaky ones in a lot of people's diets right and that's that's one of the things when we look at good versus bad so when you're looking at good fats think of like avocado think of kind of nuts and seeds so cashews almonds whatever um, you like in that category, olive oil, coconut oil, and as Chris already mentioned, like grass-fed beef. Um, grass-fed butter. That yeah, kind of butter. Straight too. Um, and again, that can, that's, again, a very slippery slope when you yeah. look at the oils and the butters. Um, and then you can overdo it on, um, you know, even avocado is, is a pretty dense <laughs> yeah. caloric, um, you know, fruit and stuff. So, well, and, I, and I think a lot of us don't do a great job of measuring how much oils mm -hmm. we use. It's like, how but, much, yeah. how, how many times have you measured out a tablespoon of olive oil? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, for me, it's usually more of a, um, I will cook sweet potatoes and red potatoes sometimes, and I just want to cover the pan. So it's more based on how much, how many potatoes do I have in, in the skillet at one time, and I need saturation. So it's one tablespoon isn't really going to do that for me, yeah. but I, with that said, if I'm going to accurately track, I need to be measuring everything. But again, you can kind of get to that comfortability level with it where you can kind of eyeball, yeah. but you should always be kind of measuring it out. And it's funny, I think I jinxed myself last week on the podcast. I was talking about trail mix and how I always predisposed to buying the prepackaged uh, trail mix. Well, I went to the grocery twice this past week and both times they were out. So I had to buy the big bag of trail mix. So the serving size was different than what I typically use. So it was a fourth of a cup. So for the first one, I'm like, okay, let me get my fourth cup out just to yeah. see. So I'm not just eyeballing it. And I'm like, that's it. You know, so <laughs> no. I'm already predisposed to like, okay, I need, you know, a half a cup. Yeah. So I need double the amount. Um, but I'm still trying to do my best with measuring that stuff out. Um, and, and I think that's that's one with nuts and seeds and stuff like that, just grabbing handfuls. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that makes, like, French fries so bad for you. If it was just, like, a clean kind of potato, you know, situation, it might not be that bad. But yeah. when you're talking about, you know, um, taking that potato and then deep frying it yeah it's a lot of those crappy oils yeah. that are making it so dense in calories and then covering it with salt and mm -hmm. ketchup and yeah it's yeah. just like okay well now we've got a bunch of sugar mm -hmm. and fried fried carbs 
uh, yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think the big thing too is, you know, we've experienced people who, especially when I think people start like the paleo diet, mm-hmm. like, Oh, avocados are good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how many are you eating a day? Oh, like three, mm-hmm. three, yeah. three halves, yeah. like three, like no, three full avocado. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to run into some issues. Um, and I think, you know, especially like you said, nuts and seeds are a huge piece. Um, mm-hmm. and I think understanding what qualifies as fats, I think a lot of us early on were like, Oh, I'm getting my protein from peanut butter. Mm, That's predominantly yeah. fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, if you get like high quality peanut butter, you'll notice that there is a separation of the oil mm-hmm. and the actual peanut butter itself. Um, and that's that's really. But it doesn't taste as good. Yeah, right. It, you know, it doesn't mix as well. Peanut butter doesn't taste as good as, without chocolate. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I think I think it's just knowing, too. You need to know what kind of fats you're dealing with, and know that everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, these are good fats. Okay, well, you can still overeat good fats. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. No, I was gonna say that was good that you brought up peanut butter because that's one for me too. Or. I used to never measure that. I would just like, how much can I fit on this butter knife? <laughs> yep. You know, or in this spoon. And again, that's that's another dense uh, caloric. And again, what you know, um, what makes fats so dense, right? Is um, again, it's for every gram, it's nine calories. Yep. So when you look at protein and carbohydrates, it's just four calories per gram. Fats are more than double that at nine. Go ahead and finish your thought, buddy. Um, I don't know really where I was going oh, with that. Okay. Um, but no, it's, uh, some it's just of, some one of the those. bad ones. Yeah. Um, too. Now we were just talking. I mean, we pretty much all mentioned them. But one of the ones when I was looking on the Google machine was uh, people overusing condiments a lot, too. Oh, yeah. You know, with, with mayonnaise, ketchup. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Heavy mayo. You yeah. know, a lot of stuff. Ranch. Yeah. Ranch. You know, any dressings really mm-hmm. are loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, What's maybe a healthier option when you look at dressings? I really like, uh, people are going to laugh, uh, there is one that Mr. Mike Whalen got me. It is a hot pepper mustard. Mm. Um, I'm a mustard guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge mustard oh, yeah. guy. Um, I, can, I can tell. Yeah, right? It's just, just, yeah, you got a little on your mouth. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those things, like, I think it was just when I had originally started bodybuilding, I needed something that was low calorie, that change the flavor of boiled oh, chicken yeah. <laughs> like, Please, must, no. mustard no it is. Um, you know you could do a low sodium so sodium um we canadian there mm-hmm. a low sodium soy sauce um like i i messes. really like yeah i really like that um of course if you know light sodium yeah. um now there are some like you've got some vinaigrettes that you could use mm-hmm. things like that balsamic vinaigrette yep. you know, stuff like that Things like that. And you can create a lot of your own seasonings. You know, if you mm-hmm. do a little bit of olive oil, I think the big thing with the sauces is finding ways to limit how much you actually use. Mm-hmm. So instead of bringing the container with you to lunch, you put in a serving or two mm-hmm. into a container and bring that. Um, I've known a lot of people who have been like, oh, I'm only eating a salad at lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how much dressing are you using? Mm-hmm. Well, I go through this bottle in two days. Oh, boy. okay. Well, we got a problem. Yeah, we have a problem now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's 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 figuring that out. It's finding ways to accurately measure the fat you're taking in, just like the peanut butter. I did mm-hmm. the same thing. How much can I fit on this spoon? Mm-hmm. You know, and we and so many times we don't count those things, right? You know, right. Uh, and that's super important. Yeah, yeah, it's all good stuff. Um, 
it, it's sneaky, like we said, with with um, the fats and stuff like that. I know whenever I started tracking my food, I was really surprised with like, oh man, I thought this was like all protein or I thought, yeah. you know, they, they're just kind of hidden in there with a lot of the stuff that you're um, kind of putting in your body and what have you. So, I mean, tracking your lattes, mm, you know, when oh, people yeah. are eating, drinking Jeez. the lattes and stuff, holy cow, guys, you bet. Talk about something that has to be tracked. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used to be um, on the bulletproof coffee train. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it helped me get some calories, but the amount of fat you put in those, mm. you know, if you're not tracking that, your numbers, I mean, are not even mm -hmm. close. Yeah. You know, you got a, you know, a tablespoon of butter, you got MCT oil, you got coconut oil, mm -hmm. you got all this stuff. It's just, it's loaded. Yeah. I know for me, my breakfast with eggs and bacon was yep. always heavy heavy fat and then I would usually put like peanut butter um you know on a bagel or um Kodiak cake waffle or something yep. like that and it's that was pretty much my entire entirety for fat for the day whenever I was uh on a lower yeah. um fat day and higher carb day with uh, carb cycling and but I, and I think ahead. the big thing everyone's afraid of is with fat is cholesterol right mm -hmm. like cholesterol has kind of been demonized mm -hmm. um but there's good. There is good. There's good and bad cholesterol. You've got your LDL and your HDL. Um, LDL bad, HDL good. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have too much of either, <laughs> and have too little of either. Mm -hmm. um, with that though, I mean, you're talking about hormone production. It's you know, especially for guys, it's directly related to testosterone production. Mm -hmm. um, if you go on a super low fat diet as a male, your testosterone will go down. You know, it, it, you're, no. you're gonna you're gonna notice some things change. Um, yeah. You know, we don't have to get into that, but you'll notice some changes. Mm. Um, you know, there are people who do very well with a high fat diet, low low carb. And there's a lot of people who do very well with a low fat diet. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but those numbers still need to have some sort of rhyme and reasoning. Not, oh, I'm just gonna try never to eat fat. That's mm. not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that myth for the most part's been squashed yeah but, you know again it's it almost has a negative connotation right when you hear that like yeah fat fat it's it's it is actually good yeah. and um and your cells need it yes yeah, absolutely i mean again they're you know inside the body protein carbs fat they should all kind of harmonize together right and yeah. that's basically what chris just said there some people have a different kind of pitch if you will yeah. and and that harmony it's whether it's higher carb, lower, lower fat proteins, as we mentioned, there should be your kind of consistent one where a lot of people generally will lack it, um, for whatever reason, or just lack food in general. You yeah. know, we could probably do That's, a whole one on, on calories, yeah. you know, and, and people that are in a deficit and they're kind of in this modern age starvation mode and you don't even know it. Um, and your body's just clinging on to everything that you put in it because it doesn't really you're undernourished yeah so fat is an easy way so you know if you're starting to track your food and generally how we will start with people is not even really talking about macronutrients it's just more on like we need you to get 1500 calories a day and you know people are like well you know okay what's 1500 yeah, exactly what's, like? <laughs> what, yeah, what is that um Obviously, if we can get you on board with using an app like MyFitnessPal, great. That's the easiest way to do it. And then once we arrive at that destination of 1,500, um, assuming we can get there, um, then we can look at your macronutrients. But 
generally, whenever you're having a hard time making that leap to getting food in your body consistently, some good fats can be a great way to get there. You know, if you get a good peanut butter or avocado or, you know, a, a solid dressing on a salad, um, those are kind of quick, easy hacks. If you start cooking with coconut oil or olive oil, I know whenever I was trying to gain weight, just changing what I cooked with, right? Just yep, instead absolutely. of just spraying the pan, all right, let's do a couple of teaspoons of, of olive oil uh, or tablespoons of olive oil in here. And then all of a sudden that's an extra 300 calories or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, I think the big one that people always hear about, especially once they start working out, whatever, whatever that reason is, you hear it more when you wait around people who exercise a lot is the fish oils, mm-hmm. right? We were kind of talking sure. about it this morning. Um, you got fish oil pills, you've got mm-hmm. you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And now they've got different combinations, right? Oh, mm-hmm. these are all your omega threes and sixes and mm-hmm. all, all these extra ones. And it's all confusing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of the times it's like, well, everything I hear about fish oils, I get fish burps, you know, but now there's krill oil and, you know, yeah. all these other. So it's, it's hard to decipher that stuff, but it's all very much the same, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a big proponent of cod liver oil myself, um, not because it tastes better or anything like that. I just would rather take the teaspoon of it straight than take the pills. Mm-hmm. Um, the pills are a lot more popular because they're a lot easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like sometimes we forget them. Like we'll buy it and what should be a 30-day supply becomes a 90-day supply. You want to be careful where you store that. Sometimes yep. your freezer or your fridge are the best options. Yep. Definitely in a cool space because they can go rancid. And when they and go rancid. You'll know, <laughs> you should know. Smell it. If it smells bad, do not take them. Yep. Cut them and open. Cut one open. There, yeah. There are, um, unfortunately, places that will sell them and they're already rancid because you don't know how they've been packaged and, and shipped. So you do have to be careful with that. Um, so spend a little bit more on on a cod liver oil, fish oil, krill oil, whatever you're into. Um, you know, again, that's going to be your main thing there is you're going to try to kill inflammation in your body. So if you're training a lot, if you have those creaky knees, shoulders, hips, um, it's a proven way to try to diminish that inflammation in your body. And a lot of us don't live on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're we're about to experience the Midwest winter, right? Yeah. So not eating fish all the time. Fresh fish. Um, and that's a big thing too, because fats do a huge, um, service in transporting a lot of vitamins. I think it's A, D, E, and K. It's a uh, fat soluble vitamins. You know, these are all things that are going to boost your immune system, you know, and, and like, like we were just saying, you're, we're about to experience the Midwest winter here where, you know, from end of November until February, March, mm-hmm. it's pretty much gray, pretty much gray. It's dark earlier, you know. Um, and a lot of people get that kind of seasonal depression. They get a lot of drop off. Um, fish oils tend to help. I know personally tend to help me a lot. Um, during the summer, I don't usually take them as much and I just do a better job of trying to eat fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the amount of fish you need versus what you could just get with yeah, a supplement. Like vitamin D. Yeah. I mean, so the sun versus. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. so really, you know. If you don't take a fish oil and you don't eat fish, you probably need to take a supplement for that mm-hmm. um, just to help balance out. And if you find that it doesn't really help you a whole lot, you don't feel any difference after using it, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been 
been times where I've just forgot to order them or ran out. And I'm like, something's a little bit off. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've not been taking my fish oil um, or eating enough good fats kind of in my diet. But yeah. um, I don't know. Anything, uh, anything else when it comes to fats and, and the people? I think the big thing with fats is don't be afraid of fat. Yeah, right. Like I think the big the big argument, right, is are eggs good or bad? You know, uh, well the yolk's got you know all this cholesterol and it's gonna kill you. Like you can't be afraid of eggs. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's a it's pretty much a one to one fat to protein, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's good fat mm-hmm. and it's good protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not someone who's ever gonna give up eggs. I'm, not, I'm never gonna stop eating. How many eggs do you eat a week? Uh, in our casserole, I have 10, so at least 10, and then probably two or three nights a week, I'll have Brenner, and that's four to six. I bet, I bet I knock back close to 30 eggs a week. That's right where I'm at. Yeah. I'm usually four to five a day. Yeah. Or at least six days, seven. Yeah. Pretty much every day. Yeah. I think I had six for dinner last night. That's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Now, if you can, you get, you know, you, you get your best source of eggs, the non-pasteurized yeah. and all that. You know, if you've got a, a farm close by, support mm-hmm. a local farm and sure. get those. Yeah, they're, you know. they're, they do taste different. They do taste oh, better. They look sure. different. Yeah, they I look. mean, that yolk is that beautiful mm-hmm. orange mm-hmm. versus that, you know, kind of pale yellow. Yeah, I'm a big uh, proponent of Aldi. And yeah. they have cheap eggs that are generally, you know, a little, little top higher shelf than yeah then you're running the mill once you get at a bigger grocery chain yeah but yeah that's that's yeah uh what are your thoughts on fats on fats um you know i'm a big fan of uh mixing it up with like avocado so i'll mix avocado that's one of the things i really like about eggs um yeah for some people they can be get bored with them but like i'll constantly mix in different stuff so whether it's uh, a spring a spring mix or spinach or avocado, or peppers, or onions, or um, you know, cheese on top of them. Mm-hmm. You know, different. We didn't even talk about that. Meats. Yeah, I mean, cheese. You know, um, but yeah, it's they're very, um, very much. They don't have. You know, if if they're if they don't taste good to you, you probably just don't know how to cook them. It took me a long time um, to realize, like, I was drying my eggs out too much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, these, you know, and then I would just double down on the cheese. And obviously that's not necessarily, there's a diminishing return at a point with cheese. Yeah. Um, and I usually just do kind of white mozzarella with, you know, mostly just proteins and, and fat, obviously. Um, but now that I can cook eggs a little bit better, guess yeah. what? They taste better. Yeah. And, you know, just a little salt, a little pepper. Um, but yeah, with avocados, um, they can be pretty much, I feel like, put on anything. Yeah. You know, um, like I mentioned, the eggs. Anytime I do chicken, chicken wraps or something like that, avocados, yeah. a staple. They can go in any of my salads. Yeah. Um, it's always always good to to have those. And one one thing, you know, and this might be obvious to some of you, but whenever you're picking out avocados, you know, I, I've talked to people that are like, I don't know how to pick out the good ones. You want to try to avoid the ones that are really soft. And the ones that are really hard. So if you like kind of grab it, you can push your thumb and it can actually just make a little indentation. Then that's probably the one you want. But if it feels mushy, don't get that one. If it feels like 
hard as a rock? Probably not. Not yeah. that one. Now there's a there's a nice little cheat code on this too. Yeah. If you look at the avocado and you find that little nub where the branch was, mm -hmm. pop that off and it'll show you the color in oh, there. Nice. And it'll give and you'll know exactly how ripe that is. Mm. Um, that's what I always do. I don't know if I don't know if the grocery store appreciates that or not. Yeah. But when I pick avocados, that's what I do. I'll pop that nub off and I'll yeah. look and there's you know just enough where you can see how ripe it actually is. Because mm. um, avocados go from you know not ripe yeah, at all to I've, completely horrible and we've all had hours. to throw avocados out before. <laughs> and I'd be like, what the heck? Yeah, that happened quick. And again, if it's super ripe, you can store it just in your your kind of fruit bowl outside the fridge. If it's a little more um, soft, put it in the fridge and it'll stay good longer. Yeah. But yeah, um, fats definitely staple the diet. Um, but, but be cognizant, you know, again, you should not be over consuming them yeah. uh, in, in most diets. Um, that's one of the things with the ketogenic diet. I think people yeah. just go a little too crazy when yeah. it comes to, comes to fats. Yeah. And, and fats taste good, just like carbs. Yeah. It's all balanced. I mean, if you ever, you know, track a pizza, it's a lot of fat. Yeah. People look at a pizza and they're like, oh, it's just, you know, carbohydrates. Nope. That's a lot of fat. Yeah. If you track, you know, if you consistently track anything, you're going to start realizing like, oh, this is kind of sneaky. And you don't realize the standards that things have to be labeled for low fat, high fat. Like, what does that really entail? You don't realize a lot of times it's like, oh, this is considered a high fat because it's, I think the standard was like 17 and a half grams of fat per 100 grams, mm. you know? So potentially it's high, it's high fat, but it's not really high fat. Whereas mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's, you know, due to volume mm -hmm. is considered low fat when really per serving it is higher. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So. They, they try to tri trip you up on all that stuff with the labels and yeah. And, and everything, whenever they're they're marketing it, they, they do a good job of disguising or, or fooling a lot of people. Oh, yeah. You know, like zero trans fats. Yeah. Like, what's it's, the, what, what? It's they're, the marketer's they're job. Chips. Yeah. They're, they're not good for you. And then, and even if you get the, uh, what is it, the vegetable, chi vegetable chips yeah. or something like that, veggie straws, well, they're vegetables. No, they're not. <laughs> if they were vegetables, they'd be bad right now because they've been in a bag for a year. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Um, you know, with that also, I'd say, you know, as we're drinking coffee right now, if you're someone who loves a little bit of coffee with their creamer, uh, make sure you're tracking and pay attention to that too. You've got a lot of fat and a lot of sugar, which for your body, it is a uh, chaos sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, very good, sir. I think that's a good place to kind of stop it. Mm -hmm. Um, again, guys, thanks for so much for listening and, uh, to find more about what we're doing here at Triumph Strength, visit our website. Uh, at triumphstrength.net. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.